0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Hormone Formula Podcast. It is Vinca here from Vinca Nutrition and in today's episode, episode 8, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite nutrients which is folate. So before you run away, please just sit down and, and stay tuned because I know it may sound like a really boring, dry conversation but this is such an important conversation to have because a lot of you may be taking folic acid, the synthetic version of folate, and I want to tell you why that is not such a great idea. Um, You know, folate, when we do it right, can be such a game changer for our health, our moods, you name it. But taking folic acid, on the other hand, can have the complete opposite effect. So I need to let you know this information because unfortunately a lot of this hasn't trickled down into mainstream GEP etc Um, yet there is a lot and I mean a lot of research on this now to show you the difference between folic acid and folate so it is my wonderful job today to share that with you. So folate which comes from the word foliage is basically um a b vitamin that comes from your leafy greens and is a wonderful thing for your body um folic acid on the other hand is a synthetic synthetic form of folate it's man-made um and it you know for it to be utilized in the body it has to be transformed into something else for us to be able to use it so it's not very active Um, and synthetic Um, folate, sorry, synthetic folic acid is you know cheap. It's five dollars a kilo. Natural folate in a supplement is seventeen seventeen thousand dollars a kilo. Quite a lot of difference, and you can see why that's the reason we've been using it for many years. And it was developed for the purpose of um reducing the rate of neural tube defects and. You know that has been successful to a certain degree um, so I understand that but there is a much better way of um, treating neural tube defects or preventing them and I'll talk to you through that today um, and doesn't come with all the side effects of folic acid so you know to before I kind of go on and stand on my pedestal here I have to let you know what folate does so that you can get interested in this conversation but folate is you know what does it do it pretty much does every single thing in the body it really starts with folate in most scenarios um so but I think of it kind of like a relay race with the very first baton in the relay race being folate and once you've got folate going hands it to another area in the body and then it can do its job so a lot of things in the body pretty much you know start with folate and getting that right so it's so important and, you know, in terms of detail, folate supports our blood cell production, you know, your red blood cell, your white blood cells and your platelets. And as a result of that is a huge impact on our immune system. It also supports how well you you develop a healthy mood and how you think, supports your detoxification pathways, how... You make energy. I know there's lots of other factors in it, um, other than just folate that are necessity for energy. But folate is one of the biggies. Um, and it supports our DNA. Um, very important job. Our cell membranes rely on it. It's also what is 100% needed for methylation, which I'll talk to you today about. And fertility, um, a huge factor. And that's just to name some off the top of my head. I could go all day. Um, But, you know, what um, we need to understand is that this natural folate and what it does in the body is not folic acid. As I was saying at the beginning, folic acid is a synthetic form it needs to be transformed into the body before it can actually be used for the jobs that folate does. And so this is where it becomes a little bit of an issue for some people. So to understand this, we really need to understand a few things regarding your genetics and your um, biochemical pathways, not meaning that you have to know your genes, but just understand what particular genes are doing and I you know this is when you guys need to buckle in a little bit because I am going to go a bit deep and I know that this may be out of your comfort zone with some of these big words but definitely is mine as you know I can't say a lot of big words these days Um, so you know just hold in there with me and hopefully it'll all make sense at the end um, with this but when you ingest folic acid it has to be um, transformed through various genes in the body to get out the other end of something that we can actually use. And so the very first gene that it goes through, DHFR, which is dihydrofolate reductase, basically when it hits that gene, it has to pop out the other side as DHF. And basically um, what we now know is that that gene can only handle 220 micrograms of folic acid a day. Keeping in mind that the recommended daily dose for folic acid or folate is 400 micrograms. So not a high amount is, is, you know able to be processed through that gene and most of us 96% of us um, in fact um, will have more than that in our diet in a day because folic acid isn't just necessarily in a supplement it can be in your bread your muesli bars your energy bars your muesli it's fortified in many things from brockers and you name it it's in there anything that says it's got folate in it in the supermarket or in a Supplement. Generally, it's actually folic acid, unfortunately. But what the what's interesting about this is that um. Un- what happens to the rest of the folic acid that's not going through the gene as it sits is something called unmetabolized folic acid and this is when in studies shown to be in what I was just saying before 96% of people even without supplementing you will have unmetabolized folic acid. Now this unmetabolized folic acid is a big deal um, and is linked to many things such as cancer, infertility, mood issues, fatty liver. I could pretty much write, carry on all day going through the list. A huge amount of issues are caused from unmetabolized folic acid sitting in the body. So, where this also becomes a problem is unfortunately um, having folic acid in the body slows down another gene in the body called MTFHR. I always kind of have a little bit of a joke to everyone I tell about this. It's really easy to remember because it kind of stands for motherfucker. Excuse my language, but I'm potty mouth. You know it now. Um, But MTFHR gene is a hugely important gene. And lots of genes are important, but this is kind of the very crucial one. And MTFHR is the very last step in turning folate into methyl folate which is our active form of folate and 80% of what's in our body circulating is methyl folate there are other types of folates like folinic acid which is really good for your DNA Um, but most of our folate that we have in our body is methyl folate and this methyl folate is basically what we need to to begin lots of processes in the body and what does folic acid do it blocks that gene or slows down that gene, should I say, from working efficiently. And, you know, what I find um, most alarming is that this becomes a problem if you have a gene polymorphism on MTFHR gene, and one in two of us do. So if you have um, heterozygous or homozygous, heterozygous means that you've been given one variant from your one parent, homozygous means you've been given two variants from one from each parent and have therefore got a homozygous gene you know if you're homozygous you can have a reduction up to 70 percent in this gene working and if you're heterozygous it can be around 30 percent so when you think of one and two of us having this mtfhr gene and folic acid and unmetabolized folic acid slowing down this gene even more we can start to start What you know, seeing why I'm pacing around the room with this because it is such a big deal for people's health and fertility and mental health. um, Because without enough folate, methylfolate in our body, we can have so many issues. And you know, my beautiful mentor, Carolyn Legowski, who's one of the top genetics um, specialists in the world, um, did a study last year. Which was with Australian women who had gone through several rounds of IVF, um some of them up to eight times, um and had never been able to carry a full-term pregnancy. What Carolyn did in her study was take them all off folic acid and put them on methyl folate, the active natural form of folate. Every single one of them got pregnant and carried full term, you know, and these women had been trying on average for about eight to ten years. This is how, big uh, deal this is. And, you know, you think of every woman that you know prescribed folic acid to take in preconception or taking Elevit, um, the very common um, prenatal supplement that we take. You know, this is the first thing that has to change if you want to have um, successful fertility. Having good levels of natural folate, methyl folate, is extremely Important for your ability to conceive and to have an impact on the, the genetics that are chosen for your child. That's how much of an importance it is. Have I gone on about that a little bit too much? Maybe, eh? Um But, you know, I think knowing this stuff can, you know, really be a bit of an eye opener for some of us and not even on the radar for a lot of people as is an issue. So, one thing, you know, we can do is put your folic acid in the, in the bin in terms of your supplementation. Um, because if you're, for example, eating lots and lots of bread that's got folic acid in it, you are going to be making a lot of that unmetabolized folic acid because it can only handle so much, that first gene that takes on folic acid. Um, and therefore, you're going to be popping out a lot of unmetabolized folic acid in the body. But what we also know, unfortunately, is our folate receptors in the body prefer Folic acid, then methylfolate. Oh my God, alone. Um, you know, folic acid doesn't do anything. It's it's not active. So if we are binding folic acid to our folate receptors and not methylfolate, um, this is an issue. I mean, how many of you guys want to have Folic acid in your brain, which is unactive um, and who? How many of you guys would rather have methylfolate? I know I would. Um, it's hugely important. So our body, for some reason, prefers folic acid, and there was some studies done that said, you know, folic acid is not a cofactor for any genes in the body and that is because it is not active um it is useless uh, is basically the moral of the story but it's more than useless because unfortunately hanging out in the body is unmeta- unmetabolized folic acid can stop a lot of actions happening so i guess the short story of all of that is folic acid um is something that slows down our ability to metabolize natural real folate in the body and for those of you who have genetic um, snips in this area can be even more of an issue but even without having a genetic variation or snip or polymorphism um, you all may have some issues with taking folic acid because unmetabolized folic acid slows down that gene regardless of whether it's already slow for you so it just becomes more of an issue if you have a genetic factor so what I think you know is key is you know some of the things to think about is whether you are this MTFHR um, candidate is if you've got any autoimmune conditions in the family autoimmune um, conditions, sorry and cancer um, strokes um, infertility or miscarriages with your parents anything along those lines then think about maybe you might have the MTFHR gene yourself. I find a classic one is if you take the contraceptive pill and you get more aggressive um, or depressed on it, then quite likely, 95% chance that you have the MTFHR gene because the birth control um, depletes us of folate and that becomes very significant if you're already um, someone who metabolizes very slowly due to the MTFHR gene being... um, having a polymorphism on it so i just probably gave you too much information but i can't help myself when i'm talking about something that i'm so passionate about and i'm hoping that all of you can gain some insight as to why you should not be taking folic acid but the last thing i want to leave you with is blood testing around this so when you go to have your blood test done for usually get B12 and folate done together. But if you're just to test folate, which in New Zealand costs $5, not a lot, um, you can have a look at your folate levels. And what is good to know is if your levels are low, which to me is anything under 40 nanomoles, if it's low, then you don't have enough folate in your diet. If it's high... Um, then this means you are not metabolizing and utilizing your folate, folate in your body. And I really recommend working with someone if this is you. Quite often, my clients will have a, you know, in the red, high, high, high on their folate. And you know, go to the doctor and the doctor will ask you, have you been drinking? Um, and a lot of the times i do not believe because one of the things that can lift folate in the blood is alcoholism. But what I find is the main reason for high folate in the blood is that you are not um, activating your folate well or you have too much folic acid in your blood sitting there. So something to really consider and with all my clients who are in fertility and you know, interested in fertility and, and getting ready to conceive, then I will spend sometimes up to three months before conception getting the folate levels correct, because if you don't, you can affect the genetics that your child gets all the way to your great grandchild, if it's daughter to daughter to daughter, actually. Um, and so that to me is worth spending some time over. So taking natural folate, methyl folate, um, when you're trying to conceive. For a good three months to get your levels right and adjusting the dose to, to do that um, is the number one step that every woman needs to take before they conceive. And even when, you're, when you are pregnant, taking methylfolate through that time is incredibly important. And also while you're breastfeeding, because breast unmetabolized folic acid travels through the breast milk and into baby. And I'm sure you will agree that you would love your baby to have active folate, methyl folate, rather than unmetabolized folic acid in their body when they are at a crucial time in development, with lots of cells being made. You know, we don't want to be limiting their ability to develop with unmetabolized folic acid in their body. So, so important. But for any woman who is having trouble with um, mental health, with energy, then I suggest starting at this point and looking at your folate b12 is also another really crucial part of this process Um, together b12 and folate are responsible for a large chunk of methylation there's a lot of nutrients and cofactors that go into this but methylation is the beginning steps of that relay race i was describing at the beginning so two very key nutrients to get right and i could talk another whole podcast on b12 but today we're doing folate and i just you know want to leave on the fact that if you can remove all those folic acid products in terms of fortified foods and and supplements that contain folate I really recommend going and looking at the label of all, all multivitamins b complexes that you may have and just removing them when when you can and replacing them with methyl folate or folinic acid when you can um, because that would be an incredible game changer for your health and don't forget diet because eating your leafy greens is the best way to get your active folate levels or your methyl folate levels into your body so you know saute them put them in your smoothie put them in your salad get your get it you know creative with how you do this but it's one of the key things that you can do to help your folate pathway so I hope you've all hung in there with me to the end of this podcast today and I really look forward to coming back next week with a new hot topic and until then have a beautiful week and weekend lovelies and I will chat to you soon see ya bye